Our text today comes to us from Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 56. Listen now for the word of the Lord. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, Jesus saw a great crowd and had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, this is, a, this is a deserted place, and the hour is now very late. Send them away so that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something to eat for themselves. But Jesus answered them, you give them something to eat. They said to him, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. When they had found out, they said, five and two fish. Then he ordered them to get all the people to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and of fifties, taking the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves, and he gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After saying farewell to them, he went up to the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was on the sea, and he was alone on the land. When he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them and the wind ceased and they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak and all who touched it were healed. This is God's word to us. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Let's pray. Good and loving God, thank you for your word. And God, thank you for time set aside to listen to it. 
God, I pray whatever words we would hear this morning would be from you and not from me. In Jesus' name, amen. So I, I need another helper. I know, I'm asking, I'm, I'm very needy this morning. I, and I'll, I just need someone to come preach this sermon because I don't have anything. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just need someone to help me pass out um, some of these papers here. I found these, these wonderful papers. Do I have just a, a volunteer, anyone? Oh, thank you, Kalu. Thank you. We just make sure everyone gets one of those. Thank you so much. And some of them are kind of wet because there was a little leak in it. Yeah, I apologize. So while that is going around, I, I do want to say something about um, the sermon title. You really need to calm down. <laughs> Pastor Sarah likes to remind me that no one in the history of being told to calm down has ever calmed down before, right? <laughs> to which I like to say, you know, maybe one human in all of human history has calmed down after being told to calm down. <laughs> Pastor. No, but, but really, I had... Um, I had a professor that told us one time, she said, it, this was an introduction to like composition class in college, so freshman year, writing 101, and she said to us, she said, you know, if, if there is a nap between you and your homework or you and another assignment, you need, you need to take that nap. You need to go ahead and lay down and fall asleep because if you're too tired, you're, we're not going to get your best work, you're going to be too distracted, you need to do what you need to do to take care of yourself so that you can actually do the things that you need to do. And I, and I really like that. I, I had never ever heard a professor say something like that. A professor had never told me, take a nap. <laughs> you know? um, and, and I found that interesting. And so actually this past week, I, I followed that advice. I, I had this mountain of work that I had to do. And one of the great things about being a pastor at Fort Street is that there's always something new and exciting to do every day when you walk in and you never know what's going to happen and so i had this mountain of work that i had to do and then on top of that this other mountain of work fell onto it so i'm looking at these two mountains of work and feeling like oh, they're gonna run me out of here any second now because there's no way i can get all of this done and so i i remembered my professor's words and i decided to take a nap when i had all of this work to do and what's, what's really funny is that when I woke up, and it was like two hours later, <laughs> that those two mountains that I had had sort of shrunk into this really tiny mound of dust. Everything that I thought was going on, all the things that I thought I had to do, I realized, oh, that's pretty easy. This isn't going to take a lot. I, I have enough time. We'll be okay. Now, I'm not saying that a nap can do this for you every time. Sometimes you do have mountains of work and it's just going to take the time that it takes. But sometimes we can get so overwhelmed. I know I can. I can get so overwhelmed and make mountains out of what are really, what do they say, molehills, anthills. The stress can do that to us, can't it? Does everyone have the sheet? Yeah. Yeah. And I actually don't have one, so I need to grab one. So I'm going to ask um, Pastor Sarah, would you come up here? I, this is very interactive, I know. I'm, 
this is this is what happens when you volunteer me for children's sermons all the time and you don't tell me what we're going to do so if you would just come over here and can i borrow your lovely handwriting so on this on this sheet you see this is um an infographic of the common effects of stress and for those of us that are at home kenny can i ask you to actually just flash this in front of the camera I'll try to reach the common effects of stress on our bodies, on our moods, and on our behavior. And as you're looking that over, I wonder if you would just shout out some of the ones that you resonate with. Say what? Yeah, if you could just write those down. Which ones do you resonate with? I'll throw the first one out. I have sleep problems when I'm too stressed. I, don't, I do not sleep very well at all. Headache. Headache, another one. Chest pains, another one. Yeah. Fatigue, the entire first row. <laughs> yes. Yep, I do that too. I do the overeating and the undereating. Any others you want to shout out? Anxiety, which is funny because I would say I, I wouldn't have necessarily drawn a distinction between anxiety and stress, but stress leads to more stress, right? That's, wow. What a cycle. Any others that you want to throw out? Feeling overwhelmed. Feeling overwhelmed, yeah. That's how I was the other day, right before my nap. I just, wow, I have so much to do, and I, I really... Yeah. I'm going to say social withdrawal. Social withdrawal, yeah. Exercising less often. You can see how some of these lead to kind of a cycle, right? That if you're feeling overwhelmed, you may not think you have enough time to go and exercise and do the things that you want to do, and then it just picks up and it goes. Stress is pretty serious. Many of us can relate to this. Even if we didn't shout something out, I think we have all felt one of these at one time or another. And we actually live in a culture that like, feeds on our stress, I think. Always wants us to do more. Always wants us to give more. Always is pushing us. Our economy goes 24-7. Some of you can remember when things still weren't open on Sundays. And I'm, I am not up here to stand on that soapbox and say we need to shut down businesses on Sundays, but there used to be a time when we did intentionally pause. And we don't do that anymore. And I think as a result of not having built-in breaks, we're stressed all the time. So the disciples in our story for today, they've just returned from their very own short-term mission trip. You remember they were sent out two by two and told, don't take a bag, don't take anything with you, rely on the hospitality of the people that you are going to. Now they've just returned from this trip and it, the text says that they wanna tell Jesus about everything that is going on in their lives and everything that has happened, everything they taught and they're so excited and so Jesus listens. And the first thing he says to them after he's told them everything that they've done, he says, 
listen, you need to go away. <laughs> you need to go and rest. You've been going too hard. There's been too much going on. Now is the time. You've had the time to work. Now is the time to rest. I just want to pause and, and say that these are words that Mark is telling us Jesus said. And in a way, they're kind of a command to the disciples, and so I think to us. You need to go to a quiet place, and you need to rest. You really need to calm down, Jesus says. And Mark, if you, if you read the Gospel of Mark in relation to the other Gospels, you'll find that Mark does not mince words. He's kind of in a hurry to say something. And so whatever he tells us, we kind of think like, okay, he's saying this for a reason. It, it matters. And Mark is very quick. It's one story to the next. But here he pauses to say that Jesus listened to what they had to say. And then afterward, Jesus said to them, you need to go and you need to rest. And it makes sense that Jesus would say this, right? It's an echo of um, which commandment is it, Pastor? <laughs> Remember the Sabbath, number four, that's right. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. It's an echo of that, so it makes sense that Jesus would say it, but he is reminding his disciples to do it, probably because they're not very good at resting. They're not very good at pausing. And so Jesus is offering this. The disciples agree they're going to take a rest. And so it says that they get into a boat and they head off and they go to a quiet place and they're trying to take this break. But there's this perpetual crowd that's always following Jesus, right? Whatever he's saying, it's so good and it's so uh, life-giving and it's so meaningful that they can't get enough. And so these crowds, even though they go off to this quiet place, the crowds find them again. And Jesus actually has compassion on them. And he starts to teach them again. And so they gather around, and, and the day goes by pretty quickly, but it's the end of the day. The disciples really do need rest. They've just gotten back from this mission trip. And before that, you remember, they're going from healing to exorcism to teaching, and it's just nonstop. And so it's the end of a long day. Jesus has been teaching they're hungry, the crowd is probably hungry, Jesus is probably hungry, and so the disciples approach Jesus and they're like, hey, would you get him out of here already? <laughs> tell, him to go, tell him to go off and, you know, buy bread and to go to the neighboring villages and towns and just get him out of here so that we can finally rest. We want a break. And Jesus, I, I love this, Jesus snaps, I think, at them. And says, no, you give them something to eat. You do it. Why do I have to be the one that does everything? If you see the need and you think that they need to have it, you know, you, you do it. And the disciples come back with maybe even a, a better reply. Okay, do you want us to take a few thousand dollars and go into town and buy all the bread and then tote it back and then serve the people? Don't be ridiculous, Jesus. We don't have that money. You just told us to go out two by two without a purse or anything. Don't be absurd. And then Jesus comes back again and says, well, what do you have? Go ahead and count it. And so they come back. And it's, you know, it's five loaves and it's two fish. And in some accounts, they got this from one person, right? 
And Jesus takes it, and we know how the story goes. We've heard it several times. He takes the bread, and he takes the fish, and he blesses it, and then he, he splits them off into groups of 50 and 100, and then they start breaking bread together, and then pretty soon everyone is filled. Miraculously. I think in this version, I think I read that there were leftovers. They're, they're picking up leftovers after work. There's enough. There's enough. And I wonder if the disciples were feeling so overwhelmed, so stressed out, so in need of rest, that they forgot who they were dealing with. They forgot that this Jesus was the same one who had just recently walked on water and calmed the storm for them. This Jesus was the same one who had exercised demons. This Jesus had healed people. This Jesus was giving these amazing teachings that no one had ever heard before. This Jesus was the real deal. And I wonder if in their stress, in their anxiety, and their feeling overwhelmed, having a headache, I wonder if they forgot that. I wonder if they forgot to trust in God for just a moment. And I wonder if as they're eating and they're getting full on this meal that certainly couldn't have served 5,000 people, I wonder if they're feeling a little bit silly. But anyway, they, the crowds are filled and finally maybe they're distracted long enough that Jesus is able to get you know, the disciples out of there. I told you it was going to be dangerous. <laughs> The disciples are, are finally able to, to get out of there, and Jesus kind of distracts the crowd and is dismissing them. And so they go off into a boat, and they're going to try to get to the other side so they can finally, finally get some rest. And so Jesus, you know, successfully distracts them. The disciples go in the boat, and then Jesus goes up on a mountain. Jesus also needs a break. And Jesus is constantly doing this in Mark and in the other Gospels, just running off to a mountain to pray and to be alone and, and to be filled up. And so while he's doing that, they, they get a little bit of rest, and then it's dawn. And Jesus comes down the mountain, and he sees that on the shore, the disciples are rowing into the wind, which is just a great metaphor for how their whole week is probably going, right? Because they, they've just got back. That all they're trying to do is take a nap. All they're trying to do is rest. And they can't seem to successfully do it. And here they are in this perfect moment in a boat, rowing against the wind and not making any headway. And so Jesus goes ahead of them. He walks on water pretty famously. He's going by them and they think again that it's a ghost. This is the second time he's walked on water in Mark. They think again it's a ghost and again they become afraid and they're screaming and yelling and then, oh, don't worry, Jesus says. It is I, don't be afraid. And then he steps into the boat and he calms the wind and the waves and he gives them a moment of relief. We're gonna be fine, we're gonna be fine. So the disciples keep rowing and rowing and they get to the other side. And finally, they think, finally, we are in a place where we can get some rest. We've left those crowds behind, and here we are. But what do you know? As soon as they are mooring the boat there on the beach, who do they see? A 
another crowd of people <laughs> coming toward them, bringing their sick, bringing all of the people that they want Jesus to heal. And I like to imagine that this is actually a pretty comical story um, because the disciples who are just trying to rest can't seem to find it. And everywhere they go, they are hemmed in by this crowd of people. There's always work to do. There's always someone to serve. There's always something more that we can do. And it doesn't look like they're going to get the rest that they need. But Jesus is still telling them, you need to go. You need to go to a quiet place. And you need to rest. The effects of stress on our life are, are pretty serious, actually. We have a few medical professionals in here, so please correct me if I'm off base at all. Um, but stress can actually lead to um, heart disease. Stress can lead to, um, in some cases, diabetes, I read, uh, mostly because of uh, the patterns of eating that people develop. Stress can lead to well, sleep problems, and then sleep problems lead to a whole host of other problems. Stress in our lives can actually, I, I read in one study, it can be passed on to our grandchildren, right? So those of you that, that have grandchildren or even children, you know, the stress that you experience might be showing up in them. Stress can have a sort of trauma response in our lives. It can be passed down generational, generationally. It's pretty serious. And as you read through some of those common effects, and I, I got this from the Mayo Clinic, so it's, I'm pretty sure it's credible, but... As you read through some of those, you can see that those are very serious effects on our lives. And yet we sort of continually take on more and think we have to do more, right? We don't easily let down the things that cause us stress because we think we need them. And I think, and what I hear Jesus saying is that we really need to calm down if we want to live life and life to the full, as Jesus says in John. I really think we need to calm down a little bit. And, I, you know, I think, I think you all need to calm down, too, okay? <laughs> I, I think you do. I think you need to, you know, take a deep breath if you need to take a deep breath. They say that actually, actually, I shouldn't say take a deep breath because I, I read this week that um, a, a giant exhale is better than a big inhale because inhaling is actually sometimes what we do when we are stressed and that can lead to hyperventilation. But a giant exhale is universally good for your body. So practice it with me to, and take just a small inhale, okay? I'm sorry for my coffee breath, those of you in the, the front row. You feel, you feel that. You can do that anytime that you need. When you need to calm down, you can exhale. You can go on a, on a walk if you're, if you're able. You can, you can call a friend, you know. You can, um, what else do you like to do to calm down? What, what do you like to do? Walk. walk, go for a walk, go around the block. It doesn't have to be a two mile hike. What else do you like to do? Some people like to read a book. Say what? Drink some water. Yes, I forget to drink water, and I think they should put that on the list there. <laughs> music. Yes, music. You can listen to music. You can sing. 
Um, Sheka talked about that last week, didn't she? She liked to just sing on the playground because it just comes out of you. It calms you down. What else do you like to do? You can color, yes, you can color. You can do a labyrinth. You can do these things, and you need to do these things, people. You need to, because you need to calm down. You need to rest. You need to listen to Jesus and, and go to a quiet place sometimes. Do we have to work? Yes, we have to work. Is a little bit of stress in our lives good? Actually, yeah, there's really good stress that we need to have. Um, being a new parent, you know, <laughs> I'll teach you that. There's a good amount of stress because every time that baby cries, I am alert. At, well, actually, not at night. I, I usually sleep through her. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's alert, so that's good. There's a certain amount of good stress, but I think a lot of times we have too much bad stress. And Jesus is telling us, you need to go to a quiet place. Jesus is telling you to do this. If Jesus is saying it and you know, your pastor is saying it, and your doctors are probably saying it. You know, it might, be something, it might be something to listen to. We are invited to rest. I'm going to share one more story before we get out of here. There was, um, there's a church in Minnesota that uh, an acquaintance of mine, his wife is the pastor at. And um, she took this call. It, it was a dying church. There's... It was on its last leg. They had 30 members. They hadn't added any members, I think, in like 10 years. Um, and their endowment had shrunk to the point that they had, they said they had two years remaining, 18 months maybe, because you don't really know what the market is going to return. So 18 to 24 months of money left. And after that, who knows? So she took this job kind of knowing this and came in and they started to meet. And one of the things, the first thing she noticed was that her people were just so stressed about everything. They had been keeping everything going. They had been doing everything they could to get new members. They, they were just so full of this anxious energy that they couldn't stop. They couldn't just be and pause. And so she made a suggestion, which I'm surprised it didn't get her fired. But she said, well, why don't we take two Sundays off a month? It's, that's a bold move, I'll, I'll tell you that. But hey, if you only have 18 to 24 months to go, what do you, what do you have to lose, right? <laughs> say, why don't we take two Sundays off a month, the second and the fourth Sunday, they said. And, and what we'll do is we won't just take it completely off. We will have a meditative Saturday night service. But on that Sunday morning, we are going to pause because some of you are tired from running the sound. Some of you are tired from making the bulletin. Some of you are tired from doing all these things. And she said, I think you need to rest. And so they did. They decided they were going to take two Sundays off, and on the off Sundays, they just opened the church, and they said, you can come do whatever you want. You can, you can color, right, Deb? You can do a labyrinth. They set up a labyrinth in a room. You can take a nap. They put pillows on the pews, and people would come and just take naps. Some people stayed at home because they didn't get to do that a lot, and they read the New York Times or whatever publication they wanted. They just started resting. And seven years later, it's about eight years now, they've actually grown. They're not on the verge of being a megachurch or anything, but more and more people have found out about this community where people intentionally take time to rest, where people have centered rest 
and Sabbath in the peace of God in their life together. And the community is growing. And, and go figure, right? Because who doesn't want to take a nap sometimes? <laughs> who doesn't want a little break from life? What a gift. This community leaned into rest in a way that was very radical, in a way that was very different. And actually, it paid some dividends. And the dividends aren't the new members. The dividends aren't the fact that you know their endowment is, is okay now. It's not going to get them along much longer, but they're not in any danger. Those aren't the dividends. The dividends are that people found the gift of God in their lives, and they decided to remain in that community. And friends, I think that if we're being honest, we have too much stress in our lives. And I know that God is looking at us and saying, if you show up, if you show up to rest, if you take that moment to exhale, to sing, to color, to take a nap, whatever it is, if you show up in that space for solitude, for that grace, God will be there. God will meet you in that place and give you what you need, but I think sometimes we don't show up. So this is my message to all of you. You need to calm down. <laughs> calm down. Do what you need to do. God is calling you to rest.